You're listening to the Recondition Podcast, and today I've got the father of biological dentistry, Dr. Dominic Nitschwitz, here to flip the script on everything you thought you knew about dentistry and the root cause of 70% of illness. This is mind-blowing stuff, and you don't want to miss it. Your personality creates your personal reality. Authentic power is when your personality comes to serve the energy of your soul. The truth is the body is one ecosystem. You can get to the root cause and everything goes away. Welcome to the Recondition Podcast, where I use my knowledge and expertise of over a decade in the wellness and transformation world to take a deep dive into what makes us thrive as humans. I'm Lauren Vacneen, leading wellness and transformation coach, and following my remission from the rheumatoid arthritis I'd had for 27 years that left me wheelchair-bound by the age of 18, I created a unique coaching combination, conflating physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of self to create true, long-lasting well-being in all senses of the word. This podcast is one of the many free resources I've created to help you achieve the same. Whether you're suffering from chronic illness, raising children in a world of conflicting information, you're an entrepreneur wanting to step into your purpose, or you simply want to feel empowered and motivated to become the best version of yourself, join me along with expert guests as we uncover the most actionable and tangible ways to recondition ourselves back to wellness. Before we get stuck into the uninterrupted episode, I wanted to let you know why I am such a huge fan of the company supporting this season of Recondition, the Endo Clinic in Harley Street, who specialize in biological dentistry. Now, you might recall me speaking about my journey with biological dentistry, both here on the podcast and over on my Instagram, and all of it was conducted over at Endo. So those of you who have been here for a while will remember that I was suffering from trigeminal neuralgia, which is otherwise known as the suicide disease, and it really was that bad. And three dentists over 18 months had told me it was nothing to do with my teeth. But after a colleague told me about biological dentistry, and I'd been reading numerous books on the subject, and I watched the film Root Cause, which I highly recommend you all watching, I found the Endo Clinic, and they absolutely ticked every box I was told to look for. And I really was told to tick off these boxes to ensure that they were genuinely taking a biological approach to dentistry. So that's everything from safe mercury removal protocols to ceramic inlays and ceramic implants and a general health optimization approach. They use absolutely no metal at all. They work on the basis that our immune function is lowered during dental procedures, which is just something that you don't get at all with conventional dentistry. The possible connection between my health concern and dentistry was found in the first consultation. Again, something that all these other dentists and facial pain specialists at honestly some of London's top hospitals were not able to see. Because what they know is that previous dental treatments can lead to jaw cavitations, something that only those who are trained in biological dentistry know how to look out for. Now during my procedure I was given IV vitamin infusions, ozone therapy and this state-of-the-art plasma PRF treatment which was all to ensure that we were giving the body the very best chance to heal. And there's also a whole pre-treatment protocol as well. Anyone who listens to this podcast will know how much my life's journey has been about health optimization so this was just revelatory to me. And the trigeminal neuralgia went away the very next 
day. And it's not just facial problems. We now know that up to 70% of chronic health conditions can be as a result of conventional dentistry treatments and misconceptions surrounding oral care. I honestly recommend this clinic to everyone I know. And if you are experiencing any dental, facial or chronic health problems, or you just want your teeth looked after by a team who truly understand the long-term way to keep teeth and gums healthy, go to nduclinic.com. The clinic are offering a 10% discount off your initial consultation to anyone who mentions coming through Lauren. And this will include dental exam, x-rays, 3D scans, and even your first hygienist appointment. So that is nduclinic.com. Thank you to Endu. Hello, my friends. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. I'm so grateful to all of you. I hope you are doing well today, wherever you are, whatever you're doing. I'm going to dive straight in because this intro is going to be quite a long one because today's show is about biological dentistry, which can be the root cause of of about 70% of illness from the mouth. Anything from the mouth can be the root cause of 70% of illness. And This is very personal to me, very close to my heart. So I wanted to take this opportunity, instead of doing a whole podcast episode on it, tell you my story and my background with this in the intro, as opposed to doing a whole other podcast episode on it or talking about it in the episode itself. And it will give this a lot of context as well with some of the stuff that I talked to Dr. Dome about. So for those who've been listening for a while, you will remember that last year in April 2020, just when we went into lockdown, I got diagnosed with trigeminal neuralgia. Now it had been coming on, I mean really for a few years I had these kind of like pings in what felt like my gum, in my jaw that just felt like something nervy but was something that was manageable. It would just be like a split second ping and then it would disappear. And then it turned into any time I put anything sweet in my mouth, even if that was natural sugar. And so I really kind of stopped eating sweet. So that wasn't a bad thing. (laughs) And then by kind of November, December 2019, when the podcast first started and I was recording, I remember recording getting these pings more often and it was manageable because it would just be like a split second thing. But by March and April, going into lockdown with a one and a half year old and a four and a half year old, it got triggered fully as trigeminal neuralgia. I did not know what it was. Now, as it was coming on in the preceding months, I went to two different dentists, my local dentist, when I saw two of the different dentists there, who both said, nothing wrong with your teeth. It's not coming from your teeth. It must be a nerve thing. We don't know what it is. Nothing we can do. And also I went to see a biological dentist because I had read Holistic Dental Care by Nadine Artemis, who spoke about this on the podcast also a few episodes ago. can't remember exactly which episode number. I apologize, but if you scroll, you'll see Nadine Artemis holistic dental care, but slightly similar to this episode. But Dr. Nitschwitz is obviously a biological dentist himself. When Nadine isn't, Nadine is just very passionate about it. And it was all kind of to do with everything she's working on with Renegade Beauty and living libations and all of that. Anyway, because of Nadine, I knew about biological dentistry and I sought out a biological dentist in London and went to see him. And he kind of said the same thing. I can't see anything wrong with your teeth. You might need a ceramic filling over there at the bottom. But other than that, like they're fine. There's nothing you need. Now, I I'd had braces when I was a teenager, but also, and this is crazy to me because obviously for those who listen, like I would consider myself a biohacker, you know, up there when it comes to health optimization, I don't do anything to put my body in danger. And yet a few years ago, because of a sticky out tooth I had, I had braces for four months. 
metals, which number one, I now know the metal uh, is a real problem and that can infiltrate through the gums and into the system. And number two, just moving your teeth where they're not meant to be moved to is not what we're meant to be doing. Our bodies are, you know, doing certain things for certain reasons. And I remember the pain and thinking, like every time they tighten them, thinking this is unbearable pain. Why am I doing this to myself? Is it worth it? And the teeth moved, and uh, this one tooth that needed to move and it went back in place after four months. I got them taken off. It was amazing. Four months and it was straight and I loved my smile and it was brilliant. And then I had to have a brace put behind, like one that doesn't come out, a non-removable brace. And again, that probably, you know, they said that that current dentist now so that could have nickel in it or any sort of like toxic heavy metal. And that stayed for a while until I got that taken taken out to a year and a half later to use a removable retainer at night. And then this started and I couldn't use the retainer. What actually happened was I'd say out of nowhere, but obviously, I like I said, these pings had been coming on for a while. Just in this, at the end of March, beginning of April, I had these attacks that started one day that felt like, the only way I can describe it is that someone was electrocuting the side of my face. It was the most debilitating, just traumatic painful thing I have ever experienced in my life. And this is coming from someone who was disabled and who has had a lifetime of pain and illness since I was diagnosed with arthritis when I was two. So it really says a lot. And I was like, what the hell? I I couldn't lick my lips. I couldn't swallow. I couldn't even sip water because anything that went into my mouth, anytime I moved my tongue, it would set it off. It would set off the nerve. And it was almost like if I imagined it like a cartoon, I could see the nerve like a like a bolt of lightning or something, you know? That was kind of how I visualized it every time it happened. That's how it looked to me inside my head based on how it felt in my face. And it was literally like everything. London, England had just locked down fully. Doctors weren't open. Nothing was open. We tried to seek out a maxillofacial surgeon and had a Zoom meeting with them that day. And I mean, I've never been in such a state in my life. I couldn't lick my lips. I couldn't talk to the surgeon on the phone. Daniel had to. And as soon as he saw me and he was talking, Daniel was explaining, he said, this is trigeminal neuralgia, you need a a neurologist. So his secretary found me a neurologist that day. And the only neurologist that happened to be available that day happened to be a holistic neurologist, which was amazing. It was like heaven sent. And she was in in London in Harley Street and we went straight up there. I mean, we had to get my mum out of quarantine to be with the kids because there was just no choice. We went up to this amazing woman and she gave me an infusion of hypericum and magnesium and B12 to calm the nerves. And it did. And I calmed down and then I could drink some water after I'd finished the session. And it was like, wow, this is amazing. And I started taking CBD and everything anti-inflammatory and started following this whole protocol. And I went back to eight days later and she was like, I said, there's no pain. It's gone. And she said, wow, that's amazing. I've never seen a recovery like it with trigeminal neuralgia. And I said, yeah, incredible. But then obviously, I think it was like two months later, it all came back because I hadn't tackled the root cause. And knowing that this had been coming on for years, we know that there was a root cause. So it came on really bad again. And I didn't know what to do. I literally couldn't function with two young children at home trying to run a business. And I like I had no functionality at all. It was so debilitating on the days where it was happening. And, you know, there were days where I would have about 70 attacks. Obviously, that impacted Daniel and, you know, him and his work. And just it was it was so difficult. So I started Karen Hurd's bean protocol, hoping that kind of the anti-inflammatory side of it would help. 
but really nothing helped, nothing changed it. There was something going on with this trigeminal nerve and I needed to find it. I got referred to the Eastman Dental Hospital, which is, you know, the top London hospital for dental and facial stuff. And they were basically saying, you know, if it's trigeminal neuralgia, the only thing for it is anti-epilepsy medication or antidepressants. And that's kind of your best bet. And you get a few years of respite from that. And then we can burn the nerve out of your brain. And I was like, what the hell? No, my life's purpose is root cause healing. I'm going to find the freaking root cause of this thing. So around that time, I got I guess divinely led to the shaman I work with which who I hadn't actually spoken to yet and but all these things were kind of coming into play as the summer was going on summer 2020 and then going kind of more into the winter and I was managing it and it was on and off and on and off and it was it, it wasn't manageable but I was managing it somehow wondering kind of how I was going to continue on with life and run a business and raise children, I kind of had these thoughts of, oh, I'm going to be that mum who, when my kids are older, they'll say something like, yeah, you know, my mum was just never around much. She was just always in too much pain. I was like, that cannot be my life. I've come through too much at this point for that to be my story. That's not going to be my story. And I kept asking for guidance and I kept sitting in the silence and, you know, meditating and just asking to be guided to the root cause and, and to find a way to heal this thing. I wasn't going to take anti-epilepsy drugs, antidepressants. It just, I, I knew that there was a way of finding the root cause. I didn't want to mask it with something that was going to give me then secondary symptoms, especially after all the years of detoxing from chemo drugs and steroids and spending so many years being totally clean and pure and moving into a state of complete homeostasis. So eventually I got led to the shaman I now work with. As soon as I started working with him, and this is something that people find difficult to kind of comprehend, I guess, the pain went away from the first day I spoke to him. It just stopped. He's a very powerful shaman. He's not kind of one of these, uh, <laughs> you know, weekend uh, course, weekend diploma shamans. He's a, he's he, he's the real deal. And it stopped. And he got me doing a whole range of stuff from different homeopathic remedies to herbal tinctures I had to make myself when I <laughs> if I could get my herbalist to make them. He was like, no, no, this has to all be you, has to be your energy. So I was making herbal tinctures and, and, you know, spending like hours and then like, you know, having them rest in a cupboard and then draining them and then leaving them in light for a certain amount of hours and in darkness for a certain amount of hours and taking these homeopathic remedies. But he also put me on a very, very specific nutrition plan. And we'll get to that soon. So what happened was the pain wasn't there, but I could still feel it, if that makes sense. I could feel that the root cause was still there. And I knew it almost felt to me like he was having to work so hard to keep me in a state of no pain. It wasn't just a like a miraculous recovery thing. There was a root cause that still needed to be found. And I believe he guided me to it. So I then interviewed Nadine again and told her about the, the trigeminal neuralgia. And then I said, you know, I've just had this thought recently. I did have a wisdom tooth removed about 14 years ago, 13 years ago. And I remember having neuralgic pains in my jaw when the arthritis in my jaw was really, really bad when I was younger. My rheumatologist wanting to give me anti-neuralgia medication. And she said, yes, it's connected. You have to go to a biological dentist. You have to see about this. Because with biological dentistry, and you, you will hear it on the episodes, so I'm not going to go into all that now. Why? But so much connected with having teeth removed in the conventional way. And basically what they say is that if you have a tooth removed, especially a wisdom tooth, you can't sterilize the area, right? So it just closes up over any bacteria that might 
be there. And then it closes up and then essentially you've got this bacteria turning into infection which essentially turns into mould inside your body and starts festering. And that can cause anything from the onset of autoimmune diseases or in some cases cancer, which go back to episode 55 with Jeff Weitzman, his film Cancer Can't Be Killed, they talk about this in that film, to pain conditions and having it affect the trigeminal nerve, which Dr. Dome talks about in this episode. So I immediately called the biological dentist I went to just before this was all diagnosed and I said, listen, I'm trying to get to the root of this. I believe it could be from the removal of a wisdom tooth and it causing a cavitation in the jaw. Do you deal with all of this? With all of these kind of, I had like a, a checklist of the things that a good biological dentist would do. And he said, no, but go and see this clinic. And he sent me to the NDU clinic in Harley Street in London. And the first dentist wasn't 100% sure. But then again, this whole series of events happened where like I was just one person said something and put an idea in my head, which kind of led me to think, oh, maybe I should speak to one of the other dentists. And it was just kind of like these this, this series of things that were just put in my head. I can't even explain it. It was just madness. It was like downloads of, oh, no, you, you need to do this. Because I knew and I'd been building up to this appointment when I booked it. And I said to Daniel, I am finding the root cause of this today when I go to this appointment. And I was looking forward to this appointment, knowing that it was the day that I was going to find the root cause that they were going to take the x-ray and go, yep, there's the cavitation. We found it. We found the root cause. And the first dentist didn't. And I was just like, well, you know what? While we're here, why don't I speak to the guy that runs the clinic? Maybe he, you know, two minds are greater than one. Come a long way. I've been waiting a long time. I've been in pain a long time. And so we did that. And Goran, who runs the NDU clinic, saw me and he found it. Not only did he know that there was a cavitation in the top, so this is how it went. He looked at the x-rays and he said, I can't 100% see a cavitation at the top there. But I'm looking at the wisdom tooth you do still have at the bottom on that same side. And it looks like there's an infection at the root of that. And you see that little line that goes under the root of that tooth? that that tooth is touching, that is the lower branch of your trigeminal nerve. Boom, mic drop moment. I was blown away. I was like, oh my God. Now this wisdom tooth had never really grown properly. It was like really kind of flush against the gum. So I could never get to it. So like the whole thing was almost like a cavity. And he showed me and I was just mystified. And so he was like, yeah, well, we'll take that out. And there might well be a cavitation in the top. A few weeks later, and so we, I booked my treatment in. And a few weeks later, he said to me, we do think there's a cavitation in the top. We are going to open it up and have a look. And they did find a huge cavitation there. So between the two things, they were probably both contributing. But here's where it gets fun as well. So biological dentistry is about a functional medicine approach, a health optimization approach, a whole body approach to dentistry. Because you can't just do something in the mouth and expect it's not going to have any implications on the rest of the body, which is what conventional healthcare does. You know, take this drug or, you know, you've got a heart problem, go and see a cardiologist, you've got a stomach problem, go and see a gastroenterologist, nothing kind of impacts anything else in that mindset. But they believe that it does. And they believe that what you eat and what you put in your body and how you live and the water you drink and the amount of toxins you're exposed to, etc, etc, that that all plays a part. So they have you prepare the body and prepare the immune system for your treatment. And they put you on a specific diet and they say, this is the, the diet we want you to follow. What's that diet? The exact diet the shaman put me on five months previous. Another mic drop moment, please. So all these things were transpiring 
to just create this divine series of events that led me to the root cause of this thing. And I was so excited for this treatment because I knew that that was it. And the few weeks it said that with trigeminal neuralgia, the pain can change and what triggers it can change. So one minute it's licking my lips or swallowing or eating. And the next minute, it's a draft. Then a few weeks later, what happened was for the few weeks before the treatment, every time I touched my face, and when I mean, if I like gently grazed my face with the tip of my finger, I couldn't rub makeup on my face, even with kind of a blusher brush, the touch of the blusher brush would set off the nerve. The day after the treatment, that was gone. Now, I've felt no nerve pain, no nerve sensation, nothing. The nerve it has been left alone now. The nerve has been allowed to just relax because nothing is triggering it. Nothing's upsetting it. There is a root cause for everything. And I learned that a long time ago. But I've seen it again now. And, I, and I've seen that just when you delve and you keep delving and you keep looking for answers and you ask to be guided, we get guided to the root causes of illness. And that's what's happened to me. The, the treatment itself was incredible. Have a look on my Instagram. I've got a few posts of, I've got a video of kind of a few snippets of the treatment itself because they do a whole range of stuff. So they put you on an IV drip of vitamins, so vitamin C, magnesium, a whole load of stuff to keep your immune system up for when your body's going through this trauma. They take your blood and they use this machine. It's a process, an amazing process that coagulates the blood so that you can extract the plasma from the blood to use it to seal the wound. It's just unbelievable. Look up PRF, uh, plasma treatment. It's incredible. Um, but before they do that, when, once they take the tooth out or once they remove the cavitation, so I actually had all three wisdom teeth removed with the same process following all and the cavitation removed. Now having the cavitation removed, that was the, the most traumatic part, I think. I mean, you don't feel the pain, but you can feel the scratching of the bone and they're literally scraping this infection away from the bone. They open up the bone in your gum and they're scraping it away. And that takes really a while to recover from. The pain was way more intense than I anticipated because I was so excited for the treatment. I kind of forgot that there might be pain. And I have put up a post. You have to, this is probably coming out not as I'm recording it. So um, scroll down a bit, but you'll see I've put up a post of how I prepared and how I recovered from this treatment so like all tips of how to prepare and what to do to help recover so yeah that was the treatment itself and I wanted to give you guys the lowdown on how this has affected me and why having Dr Dome on the show was so important for me to uh, as him being kind of you know one of the the, the leading voices in biological dentistry and tr him trying to educate dentists around the world, conventional dentists, and, you know, us lay people who need to know how to manage our health and take responsibility and ownership of our own well-being, not just go to a dentist and do what they say and hope for the best. And so I know you're going to get so much out of this interview. I am sorry that I have spoken for 20 minutes about this, but it was important for me to give you the insight into my background with this and why this is so poignant for me and why having Dr. Dome on the show was so important and why having, why speaking about this in depth with him was so important. And I want you guys to listen to this and I want you guys to take everything away from this and learn from it and understand this is just one more thing that shows us that we have to take responsibility for our own well-being. We can't just go and do things because we're told to and expect that it's all going to turn out okay. We'll not question where an illness is. Illnesses, dis-ease, 
They do not come out of nowhere. They don't. Nothing that happens that is a change from what our body comes out of thin air. It doesn't. It's not genetic. Our genes do not determine our health. Our lifestyles do. That is epigenetics 101. Epigenetics for dummies. And so that's obviously, as you know, one of my passions is sharing this message of informed choice and informed consent and us informing ourselves on all matters to do with healthcare. Uh, So I hope that this helps some people and that some of you may be listening to this having had trigeminal neuralgia or other health issues that you're now kind of getting this light light bulb above your head thinking, wow, that was it. I've got to go and check about this. Um, I will put the details for the NDU clinic in the show notes. They are brilliant. And I am very, very, very happy and proud to be able to endorse them and work alongside them. So that is it from me. Feel free to ask me any questions about this. Obviously, this episode, you know, a snippet from this episode will be posted on Instagram. And I'm always happy to chat over there. And feel free to leave a a review about this podcast or this episode or leave a message about it if you feel that you benefited from it. So I will not blabber on any longer because it has been long enough. So I'm going to get on with the show now and genuinely just hope you get so much out of it. Thank you for being here. Dr. Dominic Nitschwitz is a specialist in biological dentistry and ceramic implants, functional medicine practitioner, and one of the world's leading biohackers and current vice president of the International Society of Metal-Free Implantology. With his father, Dr. Nitschwitz co-founded DNA Health, an aesthetic center for biological dentistry in Tübingen, Germany in 2015. Did I pronounce that right? (laughs) You did perfect. Uh, A pioneer in the field of holistic dentistry, Dr. Nitschwitz regularly gives lectures around the world and more recently published his first book, It's All in Your Mouth. He trains traditional dentists in biological dentistry and believes that all health starts in the mouth. So welcome. Thank you, Lauren, for having me. So welcome. It's such an honor to have you here. Your work is honestly life-changing and and, and revolutionary. And as you know from my story with biological dentistry, so really is an honor to have you here. And your book is incredible and life-changing. And we're going to get on to exactly just all of that and exactly what biological dentistry is, because I know people want to know more about it. And since I've been posting about it, people are like, what is this? I need to know more. But I always start by asking my guests the same question at the beginning, which is what have you done so far today to support your wellness? It's about my wellness. Mm. Um, yeah, I had an outside, I had two outside walks already um, early in the morning and before this interview. And of course, I'm always having good food. Nutrition is the core principle of everything that we teach. So I lead by example. So this is what I do for my health. And various what else what I also did for my health is helping people. That helps me too to mm. be fulfilled. So I had a had today I had a huge one huge surgery, which was good with my team. So basically the whole the, my whole life is about optimizing health myself, but also of course for everybody else, all my patients or everybody that I'm helping with the content or the information out there. And you're certainly doing that. So I Obviously, this is something that's very close to my heart at the moment. But since I've started posting about biological dentistry, I've had so many people ask me, what is it? Could this be the root cause of my issues, of my autoimmune issues, of this, of that? And what I'm going to do, and I said I'd record a podcast episode. And so I found the very best person to talk about biological dentistry. So I'd love you to go into it and talk about exactly what biological dentistry is and why you wrote your book and all that great stuff. 
Yeah, I try. So I always refer about, I always say biological dentistry is kind of like the next level of conventional dentistry. It is the, it's the overlap of the high-tech dentistry and functional medicine and health optimization, or you could also call it biohacking. And our goal is basically optimal health. And we start in the mouth because we believe that this is the entrance to your whole gut system and to your whole mouth. It's a tiny little microcosm in your whole organism. So it's really, really much important. And it's the foundation. It's one of the foundations of overall health. And so far, most people or conventional dentistry doesn't look at it this way. So it's in all the field of functional medicine, the mouth is most likely the forgotten part, even though it's the entrance to your system. So I think it's really important that all health coaches or health practitioners know about all these things that happen in the mouth and what we do as dentists from a dental point of view and how this maybe could be a problem to your chronic disease because also and the concept of, of oral interference is really big here and yeah a lot of times a root cause i don't know if you know the, the documentary of course, uh, yeah. you know, it's actually the name of it yeah. uh, the root cause movie it's quite um, controversial but still um, the mouse is really extremely important. And if you try everything in terms of health optimization, but you're still not really healthy, at least then it's time to have a look into your mouth. Mm. And so in terms of how this can, so we've got that aspect of it, like the functional medicine aspect that, that or I guess you could say the health optimization aspect, what are we doing that's not right in our daily health choices? But then we've also got the dentistry aspect and a lot of this stuff and a lot of these uh, conditions it turns out and that I've learned over the last couple of years is actually coming from uh, conventional dentistry um, so can you talk more about that yes as a conventional dentist in university you're more trained to let's say fix teeth or fix the bite or maybe for aesthetics so basically it's a reparation job like you like the garage if you bring your car into a garage and then you have it repaired same here the goal is in conventional dentistry, it's most likely um, that you can bite on your teeth and that you, for all, at all costs, keep those little teeth in there, even if they're dead already. And you, there will still be techniques to keep them for biting. So this is the main focus. And what we upgrade to, or that's why I call it just the next level, because it's not what we do is not contrary to conventional dentistry, but conventional dentistry uses all sorts of different materials, for example, it might be not as biocompatible as they should be and could disrupt your whole system. Everybody, all of you guys know the silver amalgam fillings, uh, but still it, they're subsidized by, by the insurance companies. And those fillings are containing 50% of mercury, which is the most um, yeah, toxic or like the most yeah, unhealthy material, let's say, uh, say like this. And it's still used because it's working for biting or other various metals. We use uh, different alloys, gold alloys, palladium. There's sometimes even nickel in there. So materials, then the root canal treatments, those are, it's basically a pain treatment in conventional dentistry, or at least it was a pain treatment and it should have been kept this way. But nowadays it's more like a standard, yeah, what you say, standard care option. If you have any pain too often in your tooth, then most likely your general dentist 
will perform a root canal so that you're pain-free but still can bite in the tooth. And for, for a quick amount of time or it's a short amount of time, it's probably fine um, to get an infection out of there and get you pain-free because you, you, you yourself know how heavy a trigeminal neuralgia or pain from the nerve is. But over time, it's a dead organ. A tooth is an organ. And if you leave something dead in your body, it was never a good idea from a biological or functional medicine point of view. So root canals will be looked at differently from a biological point of view. But also the concept of cavitations is something that we teach in biological dentistry. And this is something you don't learn in university, even though it's it's been there for at least 50 years. Or I know that 50 years ago, it was more common to do these surgeries, but the research um, is there. Dr. Jan Lechner is the guru in this field. He's a friend of mine from Germany. From he's doing from Munich. He's doing this for 45 years now. He's all, he's already 72, but nobody's listening really. So that's what we, the cool young kids, will do. We look for the research. We do a lot of things in there. But this is a concept not yet trained, but a huge oral interference. But I don't mean something that can disrupt your whole nervous system, your immune system, and have a major impact on your stress level on a daily basis. And nobody knows it. It doesn't hurt most likely. So it's something we should um, go into. And also, of course, the bite in itself is really much important for your whole overall posture. So what we basically do is we look for alternatives to, of course, repair teeth. That's the high-tech dentistry part. Yeah, we want to have you pain-free. We want to have the root, uh, we want to have the cavities or the decay filled. And we use stuff that's maybe composite or ceramics, more biocompatible stuff. But the most important part is actually we're treating or training our patients if they're already healthy or if their teeth are healthy to not even get cavities in the first place. So nutrition plays a big role. But as so many patients out there had been uh, gone to the dentist and had previous dental work, there's so much repairing still to do. So we need alternatives that are biocompatible. Let's say for a root canal, what can you do? This is a dead tooth and you can still bite on it. That's fine. But maybe this is the splinter that holds your whole system back and we have to take it out. So this is one of my specialties, taking out root canal treatment, root canal treated teeth in one sitting and, and implanting a neutral full ceramic implant. So no metals. We don't use any metals in our office. That's not biological. So it's possible to replace the missing teeth nowadays with a neutral ceramic alternative. So that's a good one. Of course, we will take care of all these cavitations or NICO, neuralgia-inducing cavitational osteoporosis, or the better term in terminus or termini would be FDOJ, which stands for fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone. And I know you've been through this one yourself too. I was there too. Those are lesions in your bone that most likely stem from um, old wisdom tooth extraction sites that didn't heal properly. And over time, they get ischemic, so there's no, no oxygen at the spot. And yeah, basically, they're in your bone surrounding your trigeminal nerve. And yeah, because there's no oxygen and no immune system, they're kind of like apart from, the, yeah, from your body. It's getting a huge dumping area anaerobic bacteria grow in there, they grow fungi in there, we even find mold in there or other various toxins, heavy metals, glyphosates. It's a huge dumping area and the problem is it's in your bone. You don't feel it most likely and it's around your trigeminal nerve which goes here and here and here and this nerve transports everything from your mouth into your brainstem within 24 hours which is called 
the retrograde axonal transport. So it's really important that you finally that we finally understand that teeth are not just for biting. They are more like tiny little organs, like your eyes, an extension of your brain, like the end of this trigeminal nerve. And if you understand nervous system and autonomic nervous system, then you know that with the trigeminal nerve is always a part of the um, parasympathetic nervous system, which is the vagal nerve. And if one of each gets inflamed or chronically inflamed um, or toxic, this will, of course, make has a big impact or makes problems in your overall system because every tooth is connected to an organ through this autonomic nervous system. So there's a lot of things you need to know, like immunology, toxicology, autonomic nervous system. And this is basically the upgrades that we teach to conventional high-tech dentistry. High-tech dentistry is very, you need to have skills for this. So all these dentists out there that are listening, this is nothing um, to criticize you. It's just more knowledge that we can apply to help more people and still do our profession with this, yeah, with our manual skills, but just with newer materials. It's like next level things, yeah. We don't use a, a Nokia 6210 from 1999. I, we have an iPhone, we can see each other on the phone. So this upgrades too. So of course we use the newest cutting edge technologies and techniques to really help our patients. That's the goal, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that tends to be the problem, I, I guess, in healthcare generally is that until, you know, someone from the actual, you know, organization that you are with, so someone, you know, say, in medical someone at medical school is willing to change in the medical school how they're being taught no one's listening to what those upgrades need to be so when it comes from outside it's harder because I gave my dentist my you know original dentist conventional dentist information about this and sent your book and I, I think she's yet to read it so <laughs> um yeah but you know it, it, people will come to it when they come to it but my my um my objective here is to share this knowledge for the patients so the patients can everything I want to do is to, to give people the opportunity to make decisions from a place of informed choice. And if we don't know that this is a thing, then how can they know where to find it? Yeah, I would totally, ex totally agree to everything you say. I think that's the same strategy I'm using because I've seen that going through university or academics, it's just taking so much time. That's why I wrote the book to really, it's like for everybody, it's written for the layman. So that, yeah, that the knowledge gets out there. I'm doing basically the public relations for this new field of um, next level biological dentistry and inform patients. And then like yourself, I hope you go to your dentist and ask them. And if you get the right dentist who is a little bit open-minded, mm. they will look into this and they will be uh, more interested. And I can tell you now, it took me 10 years that my best friends from university finally started it. So it took me 10 years and I was the innovator and you know how it works. You always get, at the beginning, they deny all the things or they tell you, you like the quark and you, yeah, you just have to believe what you're doing. It's just fine. And then they sometimes hate on you. And then one point um, they finally start to do it themselves and see that it works. So I'm really happy that my best friends are the early adopters, but it took me 10 years, imagine. And because I know that these guys like myself are a little bit more risk takers. So you could call them really early adopters. I think if we, if we now use the time of social media and spreading all these words, it is possible to get to this 5% level. Mm. If you get 5% of people doing something new, then it could 
grow bigger. And I think right now for this, what we do about the consequent biological dentistry, the next level, I think it's in about, let's say 1% of all dentists, not even probably, not even 1% are doing this. Of course, there are many more holistic dentists out there and people that are looking holistically, um, but it still needs further work. And yeah, this is what I'm there for. Yeah, because I think the public relations, and you're doing a good job with that on your Instagram. But I think I guess the issue I'm seeing is that with it's like you've got all these conventional dentists, but it's almost like a conventional dentist that starts learning about biological dentistry and becomes passionate about it doesn't want to be a conventional dentist anymore because you kind of got to go, you know, whole hog with it. Right. And just do that, because otherwise it doesn't work if you're using you know doing all these things but you're still using amalgam fillings or not not doing the safe removal of them or you can't just kind of do cavitations or do one thing or the other so I think that they have to know everything about biological dentistry and then that will push them into all these clinics opening up like the one that you've got and like the one that I've been to that focus on a complete biological approach yes exactly it all starts with the dentist and his mindset and best Best, best strategy would actually be it starts with the dentist and the whole staff and mm. the mindset because like you say you can only do this 100% or you can mm. it's not possible to like have one patient oh you get the amalgam filling and on the other side you get oh no we do the safe amalgam removal right. and that makes no sense it's like it's like if you start something new you have to really stand behind it and then you get passionate about it and yeah this is what I can, this is what I hear from all the guys that are already examined that they, be, they became specialists. So we're training to become a specialist in biological dentistry and ceramic implants. That's a full curriculum. And one of my best friends, he's also, he was also one of my biggest opponents always, but he's the biggest fan now. So, and I know when he comes, he is not the earliest early adopter, but he is late early adopter. But when he's in the party, I know the party will be big because he will be passionate about it, talking about it. And he's a young and wild guy like myself. So I know it's going to spread because he's 100%. He, he, yeah. he actually thanked me for this a, a couple of times. That like, hey, because of this, everything basically changed. My whole approach. And he's like, wow, what did I miss the last 10 years when looking at the cone bean? I was just looking and fixing teeth. Maybe I could have helped these patients getting healthy again. So he really understood also, of course, because of himself, that it's all about helping people getting healthy again. And this is the passion behind it. And um, you can do both. You can have your great skilled labor, but also your patients um, come for just getting healthier. It's like a totally different mindset also from the patient. Most patients, or if, you, if like the most of you guys in the audience, if you hear the word dentist, you're like, oh, I don't want to go to the dentist. Then yeah. success, yeah. Then this pain, oh no, fillings, or maybe I have a hole, a decay, whatever, it will hurt. So the conventional dentist actually, and I did a lot of research with this lately, because I just forgot because I'm not a conventional dentist anymore, like for years. They have actually it's not a fun job to have, most likely. They have patients that don't want to see them, then they have to bargain all the time or talk about money and costs and why is the insurance not covering this? So it's really no fun game. And you really have to do or work a lot of patients a day to get it a little bit profitable, the whole job, because it's like a lot of things you have to invest to have a dental clinic. Like just one, let's say one room in a dental office is about 100K just to, to have it. So there's a lot of 
um, stuff involved. So you, at, at the end, you're like always in stress. You have to do tons of pages a day and then you get like a little, and then not even get fulfilled pages, more like guys that are hating you. If you do what we do, it's the opposite. We do, I do personally, I'm only doing surgeries and it's maximum, I would say maximum one to two patients a day, huge cases, of course, but like five to seven hour surgeries. Mm. Um, but still, these patients prepare themselves for optimal health with the nutritional approach. They take mm. the micronutrients. They really invest in their health and they're looking forward to this appointment because they had so many problems that maybe seen 20 other doctors because they were chronically sick for years or there are biohackers or health optimization or health enthusiasts or athletes or high performers that just want the extra edge. So they, they are more like your fans or your friends. And this makes the job, not a job anymore. It's more like a fulfilling thing. It's like playing or meeting friends every day. And of course it's crafted and it took me a while to build this clinic that way. But I think this is what's fun and this is what's fulfilling. Yeah, of course you have the, techniques that's anyways nice all then is like that and but then your patient tells you the next day oh, i was depressed for 20 years or i had neuralgia or i couldn't uh, i couldn't lift my arm or i had irritable bowel syndrome i was chronic fatigue or i had hajimoto's whatever and 80 percent is already gone or one day later and then they tell you your, their story and you cannot even believe it so you have to see this but this um yeah this just um is fun yeah. i would say no, I can attest to it because I've had, you know, I've, I'd never looked forward so much to having dentistry <laughs> when I was looking forward to my own treatment. I mean, so much so that I didn't anticipate the pain afterwards. <laughs> so, you know, having to manage that, but it was, it was an exciting prospect to know that we found a root cause of something that was debilitating. Someone's there who knows how to fix it and wants to fix it and is talking in my language with, okay, this is how you need to prepare with this nutrition and these supplements. And that's my, you know, that's what I want to hear. That's someone who actually knows that the whole body is working together, not just a series of parts all kind of working in isolation separate from each other. And so that, you know, filled me with joy and excitement. What I'd like you to explain, because you went into, you spoke about the cavitations. I'd love for you to explain in layman's terms how that happens when a tooth is removed or you have a root canal, how is it actually turning into a cavitation and how is that leading to autoimmune diseases or other conditions? Yes. So basically the most teeth that are getting extracted in the Western world are wisdom teeth. Why? Because we in the first place have us, yeah, we have two less space in our jaws. Why is this? It starts pretty early. We can go into the nutrition part later. But general dentists need to remove those teeth because they're impacted or you need more space for the braces or whatever for aesthetics. And then you just go to a surgeon and the surgeon just takes out these teeth. And in Germany, where I learned it, I'm an oral surgeon. I learned to remove those four wisdom teeth in as quick as possible because it's what insurance pays. Yeah, You have to basically do this in like 45 minutes, four teeth. So this leads to huge surgeries, huge cuts, huge trauma, and not being prepared. And most likely, you get this done as a kid. Like, I was 14 years old. I was still growing up, so my body wasn't prioritizing any sort of uh, healing. And at least it wasn't prepared at all. So I was eating crap foods. I know my mom gave me Big Mac afterwards, after the surgery. So I remember that I had, I had no idea about nutrition. And I was in wintertime. I was probably deficient in everything growing up. 
So um, it didn't heal. So basically, the surgical trauma is too intense at the wrong timing, not being prepared. So your body is basically in a shock. You know, it's like stress, major stress. And what it most likely does is just heals it a little bit, as much as it can, because it's just lacking nutrients and, and lacking building blocks to really do this. And also because of the stress, it's blocked. And what happens over time, of course, the gum tissue closes itself and it, it most likely closes actually secondary because a lot of people have dry sockets afterwards. So they have massive pain, they need antibiotics and then it, it closes itself afterwards. But over time, the inside of the bone doesn't really grow because there's just a lack of nutrients. And then you end up having like a mushy bone after all later. And because it's degenerating there and it's called a fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone. That's basically what we see. It's fatty for inflammation, chronic inflammation. And necrotic means it's basically dead tissue in your jawbone. And I would attest to, let's say at least in the Western world, above 90% of all patients that had this done, wisdom tooth removal or any sort of other dental extractions without proper nutrition, pre and post treatment will end up having cavitations slash cavitations, FDOJs, and nobody knows it. And you have, you could have the healthiest teeth, perfect aligned with your braces, but you're still chronically fatigued or have an autoimmune issue or whatever. And the root cause sits there in your jawbone and nobody sees it because it doesn't even hurt. That's the problem. You, you asked me, how can this be the root cause for an autoimmune problem? Or how can this be the root cause for um, any other disease? It's actually quite simple if you understand the whole body. That's what you have to get. So imagine you have a chronic inflammation somewhere in your body, like a wound that doesn't really heal. Yeah. Then then your body produces, let's say, cytokines or some chemokines to keep at least something going on to repair or to keep it in check. It could be just your adrenal glands that are firing cortisol from like morning to evening just to reduce the overall inflammation. Cortisol is our major stress hormone. That actually happens a lot. If you have good adrenal glands, you can compensate this for a while. Um, but a lot of people burn out and get this chronic fatigue because they're just in a constant chronic inflammation. So Google or PubMed chronic inflammation, you will find tons of research on how this is connected to um, overall health decline because it costs so much energy. Also, this specifically for these cavitations, there's a, not a cytokine, but a chemokine, which is called um, RANTES, R-A-N-T-S, N-T-E-S. In medical terms, you can also find it under CCL5. And Rantis is actually at the beginning of a wound. It's good. It tells your body, oh, there's a, there's a building area, bring nutrients and repair. But if there are no nutrients and there's no reparation going on, Rantis, if it's chronically there, flips the switch and it makes problems. So Rantis in itself, the chemokine, activated for longer periods of time can, for example, induce neuralgia, like yourself had it. Why? Because Rantes can bind to um, pain receptors, endocannabinoid receptors, whatever, and, and the pain doesn't, uh, it gets sharp 
afterwards. So um, it blocks the receptor site. Also, if Rantis is also known to be a cause or a co correlative or let's say connected to arthritis, yeah, or it can be connected to mitral sclerosis, which is an autoimmune disease. It can also be connected to, um, or yeah, let's say to cancer. But what is? But it's just a it's just a connection. It's not the main cause, but it's still something that we have to look at if you have any chronic problem. And this also the rante is also is is why we don't call it NICO anymore because the NICO in itself stands for neuralgia inducing cavitational osteonecrosis, which means you need a neuralgia like yourself, a trigeminal neuralgia. And what if the rantes causes or attributes to arthritis? Then you should call it um, RICO, or you should call it, if, it, if it's attributing to cancer, you could call it KIKO, or if it's for an MS, it's MIKO. So it makes no sense. That's why we call it FDOJ, because it's better. So you have to look into this Rantis chemokine. Then also, you have to look into your nervous system again. In these cavitations, over time, they are... Um, anaerobic so there's no oxygen anymore that's they get ischemic no oxygen they degenerate and then it, it's just a hole in the bone but we have a lot of microorganisms in our in our mouth it's actually the cave with the most different microorganisms in your whole body and anaerobic bacteria love love to go in these compartments in these cavitations and then they live there and also parasites, fungi, mold. Mold is a big issue. If you had a mold house, mold tends to live in these cavitation sites. And then they are in a cave and the immune system cannot really do something besides, again, doing an inflammation with cytokines. So you get a higher level of cytokines. IL-6, like pro-inflammatory cytokines, are also connected to all sorts of um, chronic diseases like autoimmune or let's say skin rashes or eczema it's all connected you understand you can mm -hmm. follow so far okay yeah, yeah. that's the infection side but also what they found is toxins in there like what i found on a daily basis is i open up these cavitations and i find metal in there it's like what why is the metal in there and I, now i know because huge surgery huge trauma and i learned it like let's say 20 years ago there was no kizu surgery so the normal surgeon just uses a drill, uses a, a surgical drill to remove the wisdom tooth. And most likely the instruments you use are metal. If the drill from metal touches like an instrument, then just metal parts spread in there. And this is what you have to find. And if there's a metal in there, of course your body's doing an inflammation around this. And then you again have another cause for cavitation or chronic inflammation. But also the trigeminal nerve in there can transport not just heavy metals, but also viruses, toxins, everything in there, in your brain. And if you understand the nervous system and how everything is connected with your whole organ system, then you know how, it, how it, these problems can further affect all your organs. There's a tooth organ connection chart. It's in my Instagram. But the wisdom tooth side especially is connected to your in traditional Chinese medicine. It's connected to your small intestine slash heart meridian and your central nervous system and basically your hypothalamus and your um, pituitary gland. So if you have a, a problem here, of course, your whole, your whole organ system is in stress. This is why it's typical to have, let's say, 
SIBO or any sort of um, irritable bowel syndrome, or the opposite is like inflammation here, which also shows as skin problems like eczema, which I had extremely with the cavitation, I had a lot of eczema, not, not acne, I had that as a kid, but really eczema when I was like 30 years old. And I tried everything with nutrition for a long time and couldn't like, if you have something in your face, everybody's looking at you like, yeah, there's an eczema, that's your diet. And I was like, no, it's not my diet. I found the cause. For me, it was the cavitations, with the small intestinal problem. And of course, my adrenals are very good and I had a high cortisol uh, put out, which can also, again, lead to chronic inflammation. So I did. I hope I didn't, I, I hope you still can follow with all these things because it's too many, but I summarize it real quick. You have a chronic inflammation in your jawbone you don't know about. There can be toxins in there. There can be infections in there. There's an immune system. It produces chemokines and cytokines, which will be systemically active and also changes your hormones. And the organside is connected with the autonomic nervous system through different various organs in your body. This is how it's all connected. And this is how health starts in your mouth. And the same is basically for root canal treated tooth. I just know that a lot of people right now have just had their minds blown which is how I felt when I started learning about this. And you've just explained it so beautifully with all the different facets to it. And it's just fascinating. Um, is there ever a situation where someone should have a root canal? Yes, of course, a root canal, a best, a best in an ideal world, of course, you don't have a root canal performed because you have perfect, natural, healthy teeth and you didn't have a decay. But if you have a huge decay, and it's massive pain, of course you need to do root canal because otherwise you die from pain. You do the root canal and you're pain-free. But the root canal should be a temporary solution. Maybe you have it for four to six months, maybe a year. It depends on what your goals are and what you can compensate. But I think starting from six months to a year, it's probably getting time to get it removed from a biological point of view when we look into your overall health optimization. For biting, root canals work for 50 years, 60 years, whatever. Yeah, I can, but it doesn't mean that they work healthy. So if you look at a root canal with a cone beam, which is a three-dimensional x-ray, you will most likely find any sort of chronic inflammation around the, the apex of the tooth or around or behind the tooth, like, in, like into the inside of your gum. This just could be a cyst, could be, again, a cavitation, or like say a bone edema, most likely it's a cystic tissue um, because your body will work against it. A cyst is nothing else than just, let's say dense connective tissue around um, the tip of the root. And it's just a reaction of your body and your immune system against a bacterial infection or something that spreads out of there and needs to be like um, captured. It's just your body trying to keep the stuff out of the system. It's a huge net that's, so to speak, an inflammatory connective net to hold in toxins, hold in all these things. But cystic tissue grows big time and it can ruin your whole bone. I've seen patients, or I see, I see it every day, patients with root canals, some with cysts as big as like, like this, like a, let's say... A little peanut or, or like a blueberry size. And of course, there's anatomic structures. And a lot of these teeth actually are sticking inside your sinuses. So sinus problems, chronic inflamed sinuses, 
is a common problem in, in our world. Like, and now I would say 90% of the root causes for, of um, sinus problems is dentogen. That means there's a tooth in the field that makes the problems because maybe a root canal sticks into the sinus. And of course, your sinus membrane is an immune tissue that reacts and gets swollen up or you will have pus or you smell differently. So always have a look into your mouth. It's really, really that important. It's the entrance. Could that be affected by wisdom tooth removal early on in life as well? So the, as, in, as in the sinus problems, could that be related to having your wisdom teeth removed when you were young? You know, because a lot of, like you say, a lot of people are having in their teenage years, having their wisdom teeth removed. It could be a problem because cavitations in the upper jaw are connected or like directly on top of the sinuses. It can be from a cavitation, yes. Mm -hmm. um, or could be from a root canal sticking in there or could be from any other thing. And also from um, epidemiological um, the sinuses are your large intestines. It's connected with this tissue there. Mm -hmm. So it could also be the other way around. Also, your teeth, your healthy teeth. I see patients coming in with from a comb beam or from an x-ray. It looks like they had kind of healthy teeth. And I was like, why do we have one root canal to the tooth? Makes no sense. There's not even a decay. I had always pain in this tooth and my doctor decided to remove the nerve so that the pain is gone. So they have perfect teeth but one root canal why? Because of course it hurt here, but maybe the problem was somewhere else. This is how you could flip the script and use the tooth organ chart and look, hey, you have a healthy incisor that always hurts, but there's nothing from a dental point of view, no decay, no grinding, no nothing. Or maybe you have a problem with your kidney because it's connected to your kidney and bladder system. Maybe you have a problem with your neck and it's also connected. So you then just look at the other way around. Look, where could be the root cause in your whole system? Oh, this lower molar hurts all the time. Oh, what about your colon? You maybe have an inflammation there. Maybe there are some parasites. So maybe you have a leaky gut in there. So you could also go the other way around. It's most likely from tooth to organ because there's more work done, but it could be the other way around too. Or thyroid. Thyroid is a huge thing. Or um, what is it? All the female organs like breast cancer. There's even a connection, and it's a it's a PubMed study that Dr. Lehner has done has done, and it it's hypothesis hypothesized. Uh, <laughs> yeah, hypothesized that he hypothesizes that the Rantes chemokine activated over a long time from the cavitation aggravates breast cancer. Mm. Same problem with root canals. It's it's just in. Um, it is not really a causative study, but there's a strong correlation that Thomas Rao found from Paracelsus Clinic, where I worked like a few years ago. He found that of all his breast cancer patients, 94% of them had a root canal on the um, correlating meridian. Of course, that's not causative, but it's a strong correlation because the healthy women only had 30% root canals on that. So... At least for me, it would be suspicious. I wouldn't have, I would, my idea of health is optimal health, not absence of disease. So I couldn't tolerate a root canal in my, in my body, not for a long time, maybe for pain. Um, so this is how I train, this is basically how I work with my patients. I, I treat them like I would treat myself, my parents, my wife, everybody. It's the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the film um, by Jeff Weitzman, Cancer Can Be Killed. 
uh, we had him on the show as well. He he mentions uh, he mentions this in um, in his film as well about the link between um, oral care and dentistry and cancer. So definitely a link. And I love that all of this comes back to the holistic approach to living, health optimization. Yes, it's a big part of health optimization, and it's of course it's one part is what we have to take out there, which was what has previously been done from a conventional point of view. Okay, we can replace this, and we do this in one week in an all-in-one manner. And but also important is what goes back into your mouth, which is of course the healthy material, but also what are you eating on a daily basis? This is the entrance. Your whole microbiome in your mouth is depending on your nutrition. The nutrients that are you eating, they build your teeth from the inside, but also the saliva from the outside is a direct mirror of what you ate. And if there's if you eat crap or if you stress all the time, you have no saliva and then you don't remineralize your teeth from the outside. So 80% of everything is, again, all the other parts that you can do yourself. That's health optimization, biohacking. You can go out in nature, you ground yourself, you see sunlight, you get your vitamin D3 level, which is crucial for strong teeth and strong bones. Wait, so let's stop there. Let's actually go through these things. What are the health optimization, health hacks that we should be doing to keep our teeth healthy? Yeah, basically, the most important part is your nutrition. Your daily nutrition and the nutrients you get from your food. I have something, I call it the food design concept because I do not believe in diets. I tried everything imaginable for the last 20 years and it's, it's more evolved into, I call it thinking in nutrients because there's so many patients coming with different mindsets. One patient wants to be a vegan, the other one wants to be a carnivore, one who wants to do intermittent fasting, the other one wants to do this, you know, all these different mindsets. So it is frequency in specific uh, or unspecific. That means I teach them how to look for macronutrients and micronutrients in their food. Mm-hmm. Basically, this is what we need. We need the fat soluble vitamins for our teeth. It's vitamin D3 is crucial to get calcium out of the kidneys and the colon and back into the bone and to the teeth. You need as a cofactor vitamin K2. You need vitamin A, you need vitamin E, you need vitamin C for collagen. You need um, the B vitamins and you need even boron is very important for the whole bone and tooth metabolism. The bones and teeth are quite the same when it comes to metabolism. And yeah, of course, the major macronutrient is protein and most likely patients have a protein deficiency, especially if they come in as a vegan so vegan from a medical point of view is quite difficult. It is possible if you um, if you be a vegan, it's fine, but you have to do you have to exactly know what you're doing there. It's not foolproof. I train dentists and the, the whole nutrition part and nutrients and IV nutrients and all these this is my specialty in all this field. And I train them to do this as easy as possible because as a doctor or dentist, you don't learn as you say shit. You don't learn nothing in university about it, about that topic. This is all something that you that's totally they are total newbies, doctors and dentists when it comes to nutrition. So this is why we have to teach this protein, healthy fats, healthy carbohydrates. Of course, we can fine tune the food design according to the needs of the patient. Are you having an insulin resistance? Then it's more likely a paleo-ish, keto-ish approach to get you back to where you should be, but I'm not a keto um, fan or neither. 
I like keto as a tool and a toolkit. I like paleo as a tool and a toolkit. Maybe vegan for a quick time. It's more about a sustainable approach to getting the right nutrients. Think in nutrients and then, um, again, protein, healthy fats is very important. Fat-soluble vitamins, B3, K2, vitamin E, vitamin A, the minerals, magnesium is super important. Zinc is super important. Boron, I mentioned, the B vitamins. So I invented a bone healing protocol, which you could also call overall um, yeah, tissue growing protocol or immune protocols, all in there. It's, there's methylation is covered. The SNPs are covered. Everything that, that the patient's traits are quite, quite the same. It's always a combination of toxicity, of chronic infections, of some SNPs, and of some lifestyle problems they had for years that we can then easily build into a all-in-one concept, not just for the surgery, but also for the pre and post treatment and for the lifestyle design that we give out to at least make sure they do it for the next six months to really heal everything in their mouth, but hopefully have the impact um, on them that they do this forever because this is where the gold is at, that you stay young, um, on a cellular level as, as long as possible, right? Yeah. So what foods would you be avoiding always, regardless of the personalized approach? What things should we always be avoiding? Yeah, I have a red chart in there, which is, I call it the, yeah, let's say the most important ones are the core four, sickness maybe. It's gluten-containing grains is a problem because of the, phytates and the chronic inflammation and the mineral absorption problems and studies are pretty clear that at least celiac people have celiac disease um, people have a lot of mushy teeth and problems with the remineralization of teeth but gluten insensitivity is quite common and this also will lead to problems with the teeth so i would skip gluten then we don't do conventional dairy because of allergies and inflamed tissues and leaky gut and all these things. But you would do raw dairy or unhomogenized, unpasteurized? If you, in Germany, it's not allowed. That's a problem. So I have to generalize it a bit and say no conventional dairy besides butter or ghee. But of course, if you can find A2 raw, unfer raw fermented dairy and you can tolerate this this is actually a good strategy to rebuild your immune system and it also gives you great great nutrients but it's hard to find and again you see it's a little bit more to explain that's why i just say the alternative is use mm. goat use sheep use buffalo and you're good to go um, with um, this then we of course we avoid sugar that's the dental thing anyways um including natural sugar no, you can eat fruits. There's no problem. It's depending on what you're, if you're insulin resistant or if your body is healthy. But if you, let's say like myself or like you, of course we eat fruit. Fruit is probably the best thing for a plant anyways. That's what the plant presents you to eat, right? I actually haven't eaten fruit for six months because I, in so in preparation for this treatment, that my own biological dentistry treatment, funnily enough, so the shaman I work with put me on this um, diet that, I mean, I never, I didn't eat gluten or refined sugar or things like that anyway, but he went more extreme with it with me. And he said, I don't want you to be having any grains, any lectins at all. So no, no beans, pulses, anything like that, any sugar. And that includes natural sugar. Now, what happened was that obviously, and then he, he, he said to me, 
because you'll be feeding the infection. And I was like, what infection? I didn't know I hadn't, he knew because he knows everything. Um, and then when it came down to it and I found the root cause, there was an infection at the root of the wisdom tooth. And obviously any sugar at all in the gut is going to feed infection. Um, so in that instance, it was absolutely crucial. And the best thing, because for six, it wasn't that a month before my treatment, when I went to the clinic and they said, this is the protocol you need to be on. I had been on that protocol and then some for six months. So my that's body was so prepared for it. That, that's actually perfect. So this is what you did. We, I call it the life changer. This is when we skip fruit and basically all sugars. Mm. Well, it's depending on the problems. Yeah, um, I can tell. I will reintroduce it. I want to reintroduce it in a couple of months. I might just have some fruit here and there, and, and some stuff lentils and stuff. Stuff. Yeah, berries especially, and just you know, in the summer, it's nice to have some summer fruits. Um, yeah. So yeah, the call for is. I just didn't mention vegetable oils yet, but refined vegetable oils is the yes. worst of fried stuff. So those are the core four. Those are the red things. The stuff that you touched on is orange in my child. It's orange right. beans. Okay, could be a problem like nightshades and lectins and all these um, uh, lentils and all these things. What do you call it in English? Um, the legumes. Legumes, right? Legumes are, I don't emphasize doing this. I don't eat legumes at all. So um it's most likely in the orange category independent like if you have mold or if you have uh, viruses or if you have parasites or you still have um the candida top, uh, fungi which is quite normal that you have it if you have, if your mouth is not natural so if you have mercury in there or amalgam or rucina it's quite or cavitation it's quite likely that you have one of these things mm. and then sugar won't work as good yeah. so Afterwards, when this is all sorted out, your microbiome changes quite fast. And this is when you can reintroduce these things more quicker than you think. Let's say wait for another four weeks or something, and then start, like you said, like start slow with some berries, maybe some local fruit that, you, that works. I wouldn't do like the high sugary ones, like banana could be a problem. But I think mm. you said you're Moroccan, maybe dates will work fine. Yeah. And, and, yeah, dates, I think Chinese medical point of view, dates are quite good as a sweetener. It's totally different. Banana, I love bananas, but they are seen as they cold and they more like making problems with the digestion. Just reintroduce it slowly. But I think your shaman was totally right to heal your whole gut like this. And he knew that you will mm. there's something still interfering, which is your mouth. This is this is what you say. There are many people doing a nutrition like you, like a total elimination diet, like breaking it down to nothing, but still experiencing problems in their right. guts. Because until you've got, but it was, only, and honestly, I had the tooth removed, the, the teeth, and I had the cavitation dealt with. The day that I went in to have it done, and, and as he was doing the treatment, it, the, pain, the neuralgia pain changed all the time. But for the last few weeks before the treatment, it was just the touching the face going like that would set off the nerve the next day nothing it's gone yeah that's the amazing part right this is so quick because your body is so intelligent it knows everybody everything so i only help the patient i basically only facilitate something for your body to heal itself mm. give your body the nutrients and the micronutrients and all the other various uh, things that it needs to heal itself it's just faster but 
the body or you cannot biohack your way around a biological dentist if you had stuff installed or if you have these chronic inflammations. That's a biggie. Yeah. Because you can have the perfectest diet, but if there's still like the interference you had, it will never change. But the goal should be that at one point you should be tolerating fructose a little bit at least again. Not like a lot. That's not what we designed for, but a little bit. Yeah. And, and but you but it's not if it's not working even despite you doing all things biohacking, then at least see a dental a biological dentist to sort out oral interference because this is holding you back. Could be a root canal, could be the cavitations, because yeah. it's connected to the whole gut system, to your whole hormones, to the adrenal glands. It's really important. So yes, the total approach to healing your gut perfectly is getting rid of the oral things. Before, let's say at least what we do is starting four weeks prior with the right nutrition, do an extreme phase to heal your gut is, is perfect, of course, and think in nutrients. For me, it's personally animal-based is easier. Plant-based vegan is um, not foolproof, but it, it could be done Yeah, if you, do, if you know about fermenting and about sprouting, about soaking. If you add in essential amino acids, if you add in more proteins, Definitely have to add in some vegan protein powders. You definitely have to need B12, creatine, choline, carnosine, taurine. It's all not in plants. Mm -hmm. Also vitamin K2 from plants, even though natto has a good uh, vitamin K2, natto is fermented soil. It's most likely vitamin K1 you're getting from plants, not K2. It's coming from the animals. Same with vitamin A, like beta carotene is just not the same thing. Right. And a lot of people have SNPs. That, so genetic problems to transfer the plant vitamin A, which is beta carotene, into the retinal uh, right. vitamin A. For them, it's easier to eat liver, for example, but then they don't like it. Or their mind tells them, oh no, we should eat food. Or they listen to game changers. Or they looked at Seaspiracy or any sort of pro propaganda video. It's like they ask me every day, so I have, I have to know all these things. Um, but like somebody that I learned from told me once, it's like, you have to know a lot to do a little so this is why we break it down as easy as possible and then like when i see them for surgery and i see their bodies and how how much i have to do in surgeries i always sit down after surgery for let's say 10 minutes and fine-tune the nutrition for the next six months yeah okay so we we've covered so much but we still are yet to cover um mercury amalgam filling removal um, and you do the safe removal of, of amalgam fillings. And I'd love for you to kind of just talk about that process and why it's so important for it to be a safe removal yes. process. It's really important that if you decide to remove the black mercury fillings, that you go to a skilled practitioner who can remove it safely. Why? I said it before, 50% of these fillings are mercury. Mercury is the most toxic, non-radioactive element known to men. And the vapor is the most problematic. So what we do, you can find it under the SMART protocol from the IOMT. Some dentists present this, but what we do is just a safe amalgam removal protocol. You can find it in my Instagram as a checklist. And then take the checklist, go to your dentist, show it. You need at least a rubber dam against the pieces. It's not against the vapor. Then we have a cleanup section, which goes over the tooth. It's kind of like a, um, a better, yeah, what is this? Turbulent suction, maybe. And it's from Sweden. It's called Cleanup. Then we have a big machine. It's outside. It looks like a big oven tube from an oven. And it sucks up 99.9%. .9%. It's called the IQ Air, air purifier. So 
most of the vapor goes into there. And then of course we try to not really drill, but break the filling out, which is also good to have less vapor. We have an IV running, IV drip while we're doing this with high dose of vitamin C, minerals and all other things that help you with this. We use a chlorella, which is, a, which is a, an algae that we, that we basically mix with a little bit of water and put it into your um, cave in your tooth after removing it for let's say two to three minutes to just bind what's in there. And then for, this, for starters, you most likely just use a hypoallergenic glazonomeric cement filling um, for a few months to just let your body and your dentin tubules detox. It depends on the size, if we can also could do a composite filling or ceramic in the right away. And also we use a, what is it? A nasal probe where we let some air, as not, it's not oxygen, it's just pure air that we have there to further help against the oxidation. And what else? That's basically it. Yeah. So, because I've heard about people having these these fillings removed, and the dentist will just remove it, and then oh. and then things that they were experiencing are then you know amplified times ten, and autoimmune disease, and all range of things that people then couldn't even live afterwards. They were just so ill. Actually, I can relate to this. So a lot of patients come in with the medical questionnaire and said everything happened after removal of my fillings. They mm -hmm. thought they did something good and removed yeah. the mercury. But the dentist just drilled it out. Dentists didn't know it. You learn in university that you can just drill it out. Mm. But come on. It's like I have to remove it in the clinic as highly toxic waste. There's, a, there's somebody coming to take this stuff. You yeah. can't face it. But also think about the dentists themselves. They have to take care of themselves too and of the nurses. So we will wear FFP3 masks. We have this, I told you, the IQ air purifier. Everything possible to just protect. And also we do this in as minimal sittings or dental um, appointments as possible best would be one day why to keep the immune system down if you do it multiple times in a row the immune system quite likely gets a little bit of the vapor and then gets maybe allergic to it that would be mm. really bad so this is why we do it all all in once but of course only if you have the safety net yeah for sure and then with the cavitation treatment just quickly take us through what's involved in that because i've just had that and it's fascinating in terms of like all the other bits that are happening as well okay. as the cavitation okay let's take the cavitation as a sample or as an example for everything that we do in terms of surgery because it would be the same for a root canal and then followed with the ceramic implant or wisdom tooth removal it's all the same approach to surgical approaches nutrition with the food design concept and the bone healing protocol starts about four to six weeks earlier, depending on your current vitamin D3 level. We want you to be in our clinic with a vitamin D3 level above 60 nanogram per milliliter, which is the optimal range for vitamin D3. And of course, tuned with enough protein, enough healthy fats and nutrients. Then the surgical part itself is like before surgery, one day before you get a nutritional IV, just to further build your blood up with more nutrients. On the day of surgery, you get an IV again with different nutrients. You also get a single shot of antibiotics and a single shot of cortisone, which is only four milligrams. Little, it's really just a little bit to help your adrenals. And because a lot of you have adrenal problems and you cannot help it afterwards. Then we use low level laser therapy with the IV 
You can also go into the hyperbaric oxygen chamber. It's optional if you want to, or afterwards, depending on what we did. The surgery, then that's the preparation. Then we draw blood, yeah? Take out, let's say eight to 12 cubules of blood, spin them. I actually had a post about this today. Spin them and make APRF membranes out of it. Those are membranes made of your own blood, of the plasma. It's, you could call it intelligent biomaterial. It contains growth factors. It contains peptides, even stem cells. And you put it into any sort of surgery, like as a membrane for the implants, inside the cavitation, after the wisdom tooth removal. It's kind of like the fibrin that you already have on your wound to fill it up, but also be a matrix for all the healing. Then, of course, we use tons of ozone to disinfect everything. I have a machine that produces um, straight ozone straight out of medical oxygen. I can tell the machine which microns of oxygen we need. Most likely, we will use 30 micron inside the bone. So I can use a tiny little dull needle and put it into your cavitation or into the socket and then produce ozone gas in there in as high as concentration as I want and flood the whole job on with it for let's say a few minutes. Not a lot of um, dentists have it because it's quite an expensive machine, um, but I use it because you can also do ozone rectally and other various ozone treatments that I love to do. We also ozonate water to rinse with it. We don't use any chemicals. We have ozonated water. It's get ozonated with 88.0 microns. It's really, it smells a lot and it, it's so good and clean everything with this. Then we only use absorbable um, stitches and neurotherapy plays a big role. So procaine and various other remedies that we put into the cavitation to further disinfect it. There's um, selenium in it. There's notochile in it. That's a homeopathic remedy. Artrochilan is in there, which is a homeopathic antitoxin or anti-interference material. So everything you can imagine. And then, of course, if the root canal comes out and everything is cleaned, use piezo surgery, then we put in the ceramic implant as a, like, as a socket preservation, basically as a tent pole to keep the whole structure there. So you don't have any gap, you get an implant right away, maybe even a temporary, depending on where, in which region you have the tooth pulled. So front tooth is always temporary, back tooth is no temporary. And then on the next day, again, you come in for an IV, you come in, you get a machine for the night where you have your face mask. It's from aesthetic and surgery. You have a face mask, which cools the area after surgery for 24 hours with exactly 17 to 18 degrees Celsius. And you swell less. We can use various other tools on the side, um, like frequencies, microcurrents to keep the swelling down. Basically, no, no, not a lot of pain or swelling um, if you do all this. And yeah, some painkillers, maybe you can use CBD or you, we use also some ibuprofen if you tolerate it just for a couple of days. I'm yeah. not a, I have no problem. I have a problem if you have a pain because pain right. is stress. This surgery and all the things we do brings you into healing mode, which is parasympathetic. Yeah. And I don't want to have you experience any pain because then it's, again, sympathetic, which mm. interferes with your healing. So you see, we use everything, red light, I forgot red light, and you could also use peptides, whatever possible that helps you and your body yeah. recover. That's the goal in the clinic. And we call it the yeah, only I, approach. I, I, um, 
I I didn't anticipate the level of pain, I guess, because I was so excited about the treatment. Um, and so I did take ibuprofen for the first time in, I think, seven years, the first time I've taken um, painkiller. I didn't even take anything during childbirth, but I was just like, you know what? I need to just let my body heal. I'll detox it afterwards. But I've been using some homeopathic mouthwashes, um, like homeopathic um, combinations, just to rinse the mouth as well. And the salt water rinses. And I've been doing the red light therapy as well. So most of what you said, um, didn't do the peptides. I had thought about doing peptides. Um, it's still, so the bone you're just recovering from, bone is super slow. So if you have, a, let's say, your cavitation is the size of a tooth, let's say one cubic centimeter, the bone grows like three three dimensional from the outside to the inside like this, but only one millimeter per month. So it takes about four to six months to heal this. And if you lack anything in that time, um, you just end up having a little, a tinier cavitation later on. That's why that's so important. Yeah, peptides use BPC-157, for example. Um, there are various, I'm, I'm a big fan of the Kevin, Kevin, um, Kavinson is the guy, in, the Russian guy who invented all this. So his original peptides, bioregular peptides, they're called, they're amazing for healing. He even has an osseo um, peptide. It's most likely actually an oral thing. Okay. But for just injecting things, it would be BPC-157. Yeah, because uh, that's what I was looking into. But you can certainly um, do this. And yeah, microcurrent treatments is a good idea for later on. Mm. Red light. Anything that you can do that helps. Also, go to an osteopath, get some physical treatment to just help the lymph and flow better. Yeah. Also a good strategy. So before we end, just one more question, because I know that people are going to be listening to this thinking, okay, what is, a, we've, we've done the nutrition and all the kind of health optimization stuff. How do I look after my teeth? What do I brush my teeth with? That kind of stuff, like the day-to-day -day actual physical looking after your teeth and your mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you have perfect teeth and you're all healthy and you biohacker, then I think it's fine that you do it once a day, teeth cleaning. Use something as natural as possible. So no fluoride, no soap-like substances in there. Basically, you can DIY your, your toothpaste or you just use a toothbrush and just clean it up. You basically could also use a, a, let's say, a towel and clean your teeth. It's more like cleaning it. Mm -hmm. uh, good, a good um, electric toothbrush, actually, you can clean it with just water because it's so good with the ultra, with the, not ultrasound, what is it? The, Sonic care, something like that. Um, it's oscillating and vibrating at the same time. So it's kind of like a professional cleaning. You can do it with just water. And I think it's fine once a day. If you had a lot of dental work done, I would say twice a day is better because it's not natural anymore. I'm not a fan of tooth floss. I don't use any. Only if something sticks into my teeth. But I have no, I have no decay. I have no cave. I have my perfect teeth. So I don't need it. Certainly, They're pretty perfect. They're pretty perfect. Yeah, just the bite sucks. Yeah, I don't have a bite between upper and lower. That sucks. They look good, but doesn't really. Uh, the posture is better, but it's fine. I'm I'm happy. I'm happy that I have no decay. So right. um, flossing is fine if you had previous dental work done. You probably need it, but uh, be careful because your gum tissue is outside body, and you don't want to rip it all the time because then you create something I call leaky gum which is inflamed gum tissue, same as inflamed gut tissue called leaky gut, and then you have an opening for these bacteria in your system. And I know most people, if they use floss, they're a little bit too rough and bleeds all the yeah. time. 
then just leave the floss for the dental cleaning when you do it twice a year. They do it perfectly for you. And you do keep your floss for if something's stuck in between, then I would use it. I wouldn't use any chemical rinses. You could certainly do coconut oil pulling. I'm a big fan of it. There's a post in my Instagram. You find how you do it. I use just extra virgin coconut oil. I do this once a day, most likely in the morning. Just do a, tea, a tablespoon of coconut oil. Add some drops of herbs. I like oregano. I like um, peppermint for sure. And then just swish it around for at least five minutes to 15 minutes. It's an ancient Ayurvedic tradition. It helps your pellicle. It helps your saliva. It helps your teeth. And it also gets rid of a lot of toxins and bacteria. That's why you have to spit it out after like 10 to 15 yeah. minutes. And yeah, that's basically it. For uh, You could also scrape your tongue. That's a good strategy too. And the best yeah. is a yeah. copper tongue um, scraper. Better than the plastic ones. Cop copper because it's also um, good antibacterial. Yeah. And so I use um, uh, bicarbonate of soda with a drop of myrrh oil to brush my teeth. Would you say that, that uh, to use bicarbonate of soda? Or? Sounds fine. Um, it's good. You could also use coconut and all these things. Um, bicarbonate is fine. It's alkaline. Um, I wouldn't use any abrasives. Some people DIY with a little bit too much abrasives. Yeah. You don't uh, file down your enamel. Yeah. Enamel is hard as stone. And it's not hard because of fluoride. It's hard because of the minerals you're taking, you're getting from your nutrition. Yeah. Well, I heard with bicarbonate of soda that it mimicked the, 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 the same pH as the saliva, which is why it's good to brush your teeth with it. Bicarbonate is totally fine. Amazing. I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink it too much because it could interfere with your HCL production in the gut. But as you just use it for cleaning teeth, it's fine. Amazing. Okay. So we're going to move on to um, my quick fire round all about you. It's just, just a quick series of questions to help the listener get to know you a bit better. So I always start with the same one, which is a fill in the blank. And that is wellness is... Being optimal healthy, I would say, like can enjoy your life without any pains or nagging things. You can sleep, you have energy the whole day. And just being like a little kid, I would say that's wellness for me. Oh, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. Playful. Uh, one change you would make in healthcare. In, <laughs> one change? <laughs> uh, yeah. I would at least change how dentistry is done to basically train that like I said, the whole interview that health starts in the mouth and that we have to look at teeth and the whole mouth or oral microbiome from a different point of view. If you could change this already, would be a big impact. But overall, let's say, have a more holistic approach to overall healing and look for optimal health instead of just, yeah, absence of disease. Yeah, I love that. Um... Okay, so you've got three boys. Your biggest parenting challenge or the most profound lesson you've learned from being a parent? <laughs> parenting is the biggest challenge. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> it is. And especially these boys, because I can see so much for myself in them and I want to help them so much. Like For me, it's hard because um, it's, not, it's tough. I, I love it. It's amazing. But also it's a tough challenge because, of course, they go on your nerves and they want to test your borders and they get mine so it's definitely a great learning experience and i'd say the best thing that can ever happen to anybody because otherwise you don't know and you relearn so many things that you might have missed as a kid because they kind of mirror 
yourself and then you see oh maybe i'm just angry at this guy because i'm angry at myself and he's just picturing it to me so it's really good hard it's a hard call but it's a good the best thing that can happen yeah agreed um so you're obviously a dentist but what's one food you wish you didn't have to give up a guilty pleasure <laughs> funny enough i don't have any I, I wasn't a sugary type of guy so i'm really happy um let's say if there was one thing it would be ice cream maybe but i ice cream i eat from day from time to time but i'm really the guy who loves all the stuff that i'm eating so i love to if i had to give up meat that would be really bad for me so i'm lucky that this is good for my teeth <laughs> obviously best quality but this is stuff i can't give up so we'll go with ice cream then. At least you, you do have one floor. I like ice cream. Oh, yeah, I like ice cream, of course. Uh, who doesn't like ice cream? Um, okay, so last one is what profession other than your own would you like to try? Oh, yeah. yeah there are many professions I'm actually doing. So I have a few companies. And yeah, so I like to build things. So actually everything that... Everything I could learn, something, a new skill, could be building houses, could be anything related to building, I'm happy to try or I'd love to try. So um, I'm always curious about experiencing new things, but because I'm doing so many different things, I'm already doing this and I can't think of something new. It's more likely sports that I need to do. Like I need to do different sports, try out these things and just grow overall. And not just from a yeah. profession side of you. Yeah, no, it just sounds like you have a lot of interest and then you put your efforts into that, which I love because, you, you know, we don't stop growing. We continue learning and trying new things and starting new things. Tons of interests. And what my biggest interest is, is actually building things, creating new things and innovating new things. That's why I'm also the formulator behind the supplements and, and all these things. Like if something, if an idea turns into matter, this this phase of hyper growth, this is what I'm what I like most. This yeah. is what really gets me excited. I also have a store concept in town. It's a franchise that we opened, Superfoods. So there's so many ideas in my mind that I could do and that I'm doing. So it's really good. And there's always something new around the corner. I'm very curious, like a little kid. So it, growth is really something I'm interested in. On That's all, amazing. Could be spiritual, net, like everything is interesting to me. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see where it all goes. So we'll we'll keep updated. But um, just remind people where they can find you. You talked about a lot about your Instagram. It's a great place for people to follow you and get loads of health tips. I think Instagram is the easiest strategy because there is the in the bio there is a tap bio. Yeah, the tap bio is you can just swipe through. There's all tons of resources. There's a link to my website, link to YouTube, link to downloads, and uh, link to the YouTube channel, link to previous um, podcasts so there's i think you could be there for days yeah it's a great it's a great site and the instagram is only i use it as my personal health magazine to just help you guys out there and i try to give you the knowledge as yeah let's say as easy to digest as possible yeah which is not always easy for somebody who is so into death with all these things a professor teaching to first graders uh, but I try to give my best and yeah, just use it. And I like to, you guys you can all share these things. I think this is the most important about these social media things that we share the knowledge, the content. There's a lot of time involved into building all these things. Yeah, absolutely. 
we'll make sure to share all the details of that in the show notes below so people can have access to that but Dr. Dome, thank you so much for being here. It's been an amazing, amazing interview. Like I said, very close to my heart. So I'm really excited to get this information out to my listeners. So thank you. Thank you very much for having me. This episode of Reconditioned was brought to you with support by London's leading biological dentistry clinic, the Indu Clinic in Harley Street, a one-of-a-kind clinic that combines biological dentistry with functional medicine to optimize not only your dental health, but your general well-being. Using practices such as safe mercury removal, removal of root canals and hidden infections, treatment of inflammation, treatment of cavitations, and much more. Visit nduclinic.com and receive 10% off your initial consultation and any scans or hygienist appointment by letting them know you came through Lauren on the Reconditioned podcast. Thank you so much for choosing to listen to Reconditioned today. I'd be so grateful if you could subscribe and maybe even leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. And better still, if you could share with friends and family who could benefit from the content, that's what I'd really love. I just want us to share the love so that everyone can understand how to use an integrative approach to life and health. For more free resources, visit laurenvacneen.co.uk and laurenvacneencoaching.com.